you did talk about the pitching kind of going dark on them near the end of the year, which was troubling in and of itself. You can't count on the fact that the pitching, fielding, and hitting are all going to go dark on you all of a sudden in October. That's a nightmare, and that's something. Well, they got into a four four spot hole in the beginning in that in that um um uh, the, the Texas Rangers game. Yeah, they got the four four runs on four errors. I was like, holy yeah. shit, they just fell apart. What's going on, everyone? This is the rotation with Mike and John. I'm Jonathan Sawyer. This is Mike DeSanto. We are together. First time since the NFL draft weekend in May. Good to be together at the postseason, Mike. It's been an interesting postseason so far. We'll change things up a little bit here today. Not doing five takes of the week. We're just going to take four elimination teams and uh, talk about what they should do in the offseason to help better themselves in the playoffs next year. So, But we're going to get into our Yankees talk. Just briefly, Mike has three objections for the Yankees that we both agree upon for the offseason. Mike, let everyone know what those three objections are. So the first one is one that if you go back to the old shows, you'll hear us say time and time and time again when it comes to Yankee talk, the bullpen, bullpen, bullpen. They got to fix the bullpen. You got to figure out, first of all, who's staying, which probably shouldn't be many. Um, I I personally think Wiseliga should still get it. Chance, although, is you know, short leash as far as he goes. Yeah, he, he, he was the most effective guy of the bullpen, and he was hurt half the fucking year. So right. I don't really see an opportunity for him to have a short leash because, you know, he, he's got a he, – he's one of the most profound bullpen guys on the Yankees right now. So, I don't know. I, don't, I, I disagree with you because I don't think he has a short leash. I, I think everyone else has a short leash because – like Wandy Peralta, for instance, my favorite, apparently. Um, but yes, I, I think Wandy Peralta, Michael King, you know, all these guys have a shorter lease than than Jonathan Wiseguy, who was coming back from injury. He was coming into like the, the middle of the shit that they were in. Yeah, I just well, but the thing is, I understand that, and I think he's got the longest leash of everybody. But yeah. I think the whole bullpen needs a short. Leash. Oh yeah, 100%. just because you have like if they want to win. You can't let it go on the way it went on yeah. this past year. And I don't, I don't think you have to worry about Wandy Peralta. I don't believe he's going to be on the team next year. I don't believe most of them are going to be on the team next year. Right. But my second one is this. You need to – it's kind of a, a double one where it's – you need to not go out and get a ton of veterans that are going to log jam the prospects. And – that kind of is coupled with what we've said before. Let the prospects play. Yes. You got to let them be the future of this team. They proved that they can do it in, yes, small sample size in September. Yes. But I really think you need to not do what you've done the last few years and bring in a bunch of veterans or guys that are on the back ends of their careers just trying to fill in the spaces. You can fill in those spaces with the prospects. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the prospects that we had. I was just looking down, yeah. looking at them. And, and you know, we had Austin Wells, Pereira, Peraza, Cabrera, Dominguez, Volpe, six great guys who are going to be with the Yankees organization for the next five to six years. Right. You can build around Judge. You're going to waste Judge and Cole's good years if you don't start to put something together. Right. They're bringing back Boone. They're bringing back Cashman, most likely. They're not firing anybody, and they don't seem to have any urgency to do so. 
So what they need to do is go out and get guys that are going to surround these young kids. I said all freaking year that they, these young kids needed to come up and play. Yeah. They needed to come up and play. And what do the Yankees do? They never they wait until August because of MLB. Yeah. That, and if I hear that again, I swear to God, I'm going to smack someone. Because it is just so annoying to hear. Yeah. I'm tired of that bullshit. If they're ready to freaking play, play. Right. Don't pull the bullshit you pulled this year because you know what happens? The older guys get hurt. The younger guys are ready to go. And then look at Dominguez plays a whole season in AAA and gets hurt. He could have been on the team all year and then maybe maybe been healthy. So I, I agree with you. Play the young guys early and play them, play them hard. Yes, absolutely. So my third one is this, and it kind of goes to those veterans. You got to figure out the roles for your veterans and guys that where guys fit in. Yeah. And if they don't fit in anywhere, got to cut bait. You can't let them just hang around and do nothing. Yeah. I mean, one of the guys, I mean, DJs, this is the first year that he's had a struggled year. And I know that's one guy you were talking about before. Mm -hmm. um, IKF is the guy that's been performing. I mean, he comes off the bench, he performs, he runs, he can play the field well, he hits well. He's, I've been, uh, you haven't, you now are coming around, right? But I've always been very high on him. I think he's one of uh, a great players on the team they needed to re sign, and he should be re signed first because he earned it. Yes. Um, DJ needs to step it up next year, but I mean, the team as a whole, like when the team's struggling, everyone's going to struggle. Mm -hmm. So injuries need to get healthy. I don't know what's going on with all these injuries, but they need to get healthy on the starting rotation. Um, so Seve's gone most likely. Rodon needs to come out next year and perform. Um, so uh, I agree with you on that one. Well, those takes are brought to you by Fans Idea. You see, Mike and I are wearing our jerseys here, and that's fansidea.com. Go ahead and get yourself 10% off a of single squad 10. That's single squad 10. Get yourself a baseball jersey, hockey jersey, football, whatever you want. They got hoodies, hats, anything you want apparel wise. And you can put your logo, your team's logo. You can put it right here on the shoulder. You put your name and number, your favorite name and number on the back. Do whatever you want. And you can get your favorite team's colors. As you can see, these are Pittsburgh Pirates uh, jerseys. Um, so you can get your favorite team colors in this. So go ahead, go fansidea.com. Cinco Squad 10 is our discount code. And then, of course, if you want to go on the golf course like the rest of the Yankees here, <laughs> go get yourself – 15% off at shankitgolf.com. That's shankitgolf.com. Get yourself 15% off. They got really cool, really dope hats. Cool, different different design polos. They got like a tiger print. I bought myself a nice Tiger Woods hat. Um, it's really sweet. Go to that website, shankitgolf.com. Discount code SINCOSQUAD. That's SINCOSQUAD, 15%. We're not really getting into takes this week. We're right. going into four teams. Four teams that are eliminated in the wild card which were the Miami Marlins, the Tampa Bay Rays, the Milwaukee Brewers, and the Toronto Blue Jays. So we're each going to take a team, do about a couple minutes of, a, uh, of what the team needs to work on, and then let us know in the comments what your thoughts on these teams are. Because a lot of these teams were highly rated going into the playoffs, so to see them losing the wild card was pretty disappointing. Mike, I'm going to throw it over to you. Take it away with your first team of, uh, of the week. So looking at – Going to the AL, looking at the Toronto Blue Jays, who got knocked out by the Minnesota Twins. Yes, and I put my foot in my mouth. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so I put, my, because I I put my foot in the mouth real bad. Well, so did I, because I was like, I had, Minnesota made the playoffs simply because they won the Central. There's no way they're going to be able to beat the Blue Jays. 
and they came out and proved us wrong. They proved, I think yeah. they proved a lot of people wrong. Yeah. Even though technically the Twins were the higher seed, they were the three seed because they won the Central. Mm-hmm. Everybody expected the Blue Jays to be the better team, and they weren't. I mean, they got swept out. So I think when I'm taking a look at what they need to work on, mm-hmm. what I do like about this team is they're starting pitching for the most part, other than Alec Manoa, and I'll get to him in a minute. Oh, boy. Yeah, okay. I know. But, but other than that, Chris Bassett, Jose Barrios, Kevin Gossman, yeah. Jin Ryu when he was healthy, mm-hmm. they had some really good starting pitching this year. They had guys that had sub-three ERAs across the starting rotation. The thing is, I saw inconsistency in their bullpen. And that's what kind of worries me. Jordan Romano, when he was healthy, which I think he had a couple injury issues, you know, during the season. But other than that, he had 36 saves, looking good. But you had some guys with some bloated ERA, mm-hmm. some inconsistency, a lot of different guys. They moved in and out of different spots in the bullpen. So I think that's something they need to work on. Mm-hmm. The other thing that kind of worries me is you got to find out what you want to do with Kevin Biggio. At this point in his career, he's still young, but you have to decide – what you want to do with him. He's technically listed as their starting second baseman, but they've also got Whit Merrifield, who also plays second base as well as outfield, and so does Biggio. So, yeah, but Biggio, I think, can play multiple positions. Like I said, I don't really worry about the position, more or less. If you have talent on, on the field, I don't think you worry too much about the where they're going to play. If they're talented, they'll find a fucking position. And, like, I think that's really overrated in baseball is when you sit here and say, oh, this guy plays second base and this guy plays center, this guy plays second base center. Well, figure it out. <laughs> like, I hate that shit. Like, figure it out. You're a major league baseball player. If you're playing outfield, you play outfield. You play anywhere. If you play second, you play third. You play short, you play first. Pick a position, you know. Like, I think Biggio is going to play second next year, and I think Merrifield is going to play second. Day. I mean, that's what they had during the, during the season. But my biggest thing with Toronto is the fact that you gained all these guys. You got Biggio, you got uh, you got uh, Guerrero Jr., you got um, uh, Bo Bichette. You you have a ton of guys. You have uh, who's the guy from Houston? George Springer. George Springer. You got all these guys. What Mirafield, who's underrated at center field, hundred percent. You got all these guys, and you're not utilizing them. And you and then okay, yeah, you got Alex Manoa talking all this shit, and then he comes out and what throws. A 14 ERA in the first three games he starts. Yeah, it's it's terrible. So Toronto is the most overrated team this year, in my opinion. Man, I don't know if I would call them overrated. I just think they their stats don't say other. I mean, I don't really think they, so. I think, the over, I think the most overrated team this year was probably at least going into the year was probably the Cardinals. Everybody had them walking with that division. I'm talking about the playoff teams. Of right the, now, of the playoff teams, I mean, I mean, come on, I mean, look at the t- look at that team, and then you're looking at it, and you're like, okay, they're gonna make the playoffs, and you think they're gonna make a deep run all year. I mean, you said it in the beginning of the year, oh, Toronto's are probably they got the deepest roster, blah blah blah, and then yeah. boom, losing the first round, that's terrible, man. It is, and not to win the East is terrible. You know, they they just they shit, they shit the bed. Yankees are the most over, one of the most overrated teams too. If you're talking about yeah. teams that, not, but I'm saying I think they're one of the most overrated playoff teams. Yeah, I mean, so far the Dodgers look like they're a little overrated too. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess out of the AL, they're probably the most overrated. I I expected a little more out of them, mm-hmm. but 
they went yeah they went silent in the playoffs. But yeah, they got to they have to figure some guys out honestly. And Manoa is one of like I said I would get to him. Right. Manoa either figure out what's wrong with him or just cut bait with him because clearly he doesn't have the attitude to get through these issues. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if this is what he, Alec Manoa is going to be, you don't need him. Like I said, you yeah. got four other starting pitchers that had sub three ERX. You don't need him. So yeah. it's better to not have him on the team and not be. That they're they're going to give him another opportunity. Oh, 100%. What was the other guys you're talking about? So, I mean, there were guys. Ryu, you got to kind of decide what Hyunjin Ryu is going to be. He's had some injury issues, but mm -hmm. he's been good on the mound otherwise. The other thing I had for them to do is they have to figure out Matt what they're going to do about Matt Chet. He's it's probably a, their more high-prized free agent coming out of their yeah. thing right now. And my, I guess my thing is, okay, if you're not going to sign Chapman, who's playing third? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, you figure it out. I mean, realistically, Chapman, you know, is probably um, – I don't know. I mean, I just see him as a, a different case. I mean, I mean, you, you can move guys around to figure out who's going where. And figure out where where you want to place guys um, as a team that made the playoffs highly rated going into the season in Toronto. You have Lagaro Jr., probably arguably one of the best players in baseball. Yeah, Bobichet, arguably one of the best shortstops in baseball. Mm -hmm. And this is the performance you're putting out there. So ultimately, Toronto hasn't looked good in three years. They they're scary lineup wise, mm -hmm. but. They don't look good going into the playoffs. I don't give a fuck what you do during the regular season. You come into the playoffs and that's the performance you put out. Sorry, but your your season was a waste in my opinion. Well, yeah, it was absolutely a waste. You have to go figure out how you become a go from just being a great regular season team to a great playoff team. Okay. And they have all the tools. Yeah. It's just what are you going to do with them? Yeah. And you and what ones do you need to replace? And I think that's the biggest question. What went wrong? I guess it's, that's the overarching thing for Toronto is what went wrong. Yeah. Well, I know what went right for the uh, one team in the NL is the Miami Marlins. Miami Marlins made the playoffs as we throw it over to my point on uh, the NL. Um, they overachieved. They 100% overachieved. They weren't supposed to do anything. They were supposed to finish last in the division. Um, they weren't supposed to do really anything. Uh, in the NL at all. Mm -hmm. They made the playoffs. They got Luis Arise in a great trade. It was pretty much an even trade with um, Pablo Lopez, who's mm -hmm. pitching great for Minnesota. Right, right. Um, they need to return some stars. Um, Jorge Soler has got a player option this year. Mm -hmm. um, they need to pick that up. One player that I don't think they'll pick up is Josh Bell. His player option is $16.5 million. Mm -hmm. That's a little steep. And I think with those – Two guys. They Josh Bell was a it was a great force in Pittsburgh, as you can see through the jerseys. Um, he was a great force in with Pittsburgh. The one thing I I don't like about Josh Bell is the fact that he just he just seems to be going through the motions. It looks like it doesn't look like he's trying. It doesn't look. I don't know. I wouldn't say he's not trying, but he's just he's fell off from when he was with Pittsburgh. He wasn't that start. One guy I was saying is Joey Wendell. Joey Wendell, if they resign him, he's a veteran guy. He's consistent. He'll hit, get, get hits. He'll hit for average. He'll do what you need to do in order to win games, and you don't have to start him. He's not going to have be that prima donna. <laughs> couple guys they need, with Alcantara going down, they need to go and get themselves 
Anthony Maldonado, their seven and three pitcher that was in minors in the AAA, had a 1.62 ERA. They need a guy to step up that's young. They got the big tall kid. I forget his name, but they played well. So, like for Miami, I think Miami is going to have a lot of ups and a lot of downs next year because they don't have that starting rotation. But Alcantara has been out since like July or June. Mm -hmm. So, another one is Troy Johnson. They're, these are the two biggest guys, I think, in, in the minor league in AAA right now that are ready for MLB. They had a 307, 549 slugging, 157 hits, 26 homers, and 116 RBIs. He drives and runs. He does what the team needs. One guy that, if he doesn't start to perform, is Ch is, is MLB cover MLB the show cover guy, Jazz Chisholm Jr. Mm -hmm. He played like shit this year. Mm -hmm. And he was one of the guys that needs to keep it, keep it going. So Miami was overachieved this year 100%. They needed a season like this, but I think they have a solid foundation. But they – and the one, one thing is spend fucking money. Mm -hmm. You do you have money. Yeah. You have the money. I, I don't want to hear that shit. I spent 30 fucking dollars for a fucking beer. It, they have the money. So Miami needs to spend some money, get some players. They have a great foundation. If they get a couple more stars in there. They'll be great, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, the foundation's definitely there. Arise has worked out swimmingly for them. And, yeah, that was an even trade. Chisholm is the kind of guy that is supposed to be the guy you build this franchise around. Absolutely. And – but that's the thing. I think you've got – Chisholm's supposed to be that guy between Arise and Solaire. Solaire's your heavy hitter, right? Arise is your contact hitter. Chisholm is – Everything is that is supposed to supposed to be the five tool guy that complements both of them mm -hmm. and can do a little bit of what both of them can do. And he hasn't been. And I think he's let it go to his head. I think he let the cover go to his head. I think he let the attention go to his head because he's young. Mm -hmm. But young is no excuse. You got to snap him out of this and get him playing on the same track as everybody else. You got to get him involved with the team. The fact that it doesn't matter how flashy you are how good you are or what numbers you put up. You have, you have to be part of team success. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's ultimately what I see that for the Marlins, they overachieved this year and they're going to, they need to spend some money on some players to yeah. get some, but they have a great foundation moving forward. They got a lot of great players um, in the triple A and single A. They got a lot of great prospects that I think are going to ultimately um, help them down the road. Yeah. And they need to bring these two guys up. I think to help them enhance their lineup, but take it away with your AL team. So, or your NL. I'm sorry. Yeah. So we're looking at the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, ah, fucking assholes. Yeah. Uh, they another oddly enough, kind of like the Twins, a team that won the Central, and they weren't a terrible team this year, but they won the Central on a kind of you know not as good as your West teams, your East teams. So they yeah, almost hundred wins. I'm, I thought. I don't believe so. I love it. It's right there. No, 92. Hmm. It's not, I mean, it's not it's bad, not but it, it's not too shabby, no. But the one thing that they've done, I noticed, it, it, they had a good, they were almost an even team. They really didn't change first half to second half. They made some additions. Josh Donaldson, who didn't necessarily do what they were hoping he would do. No, but he was I mean, yeah, it wasn't good. It was got a guy to go in there and hit the long ball on a team that was already stacked. Yeah. And, and the, 
fucking assholes. They, I, I've had them pick to win the World Series. And yeah. They go ahead and do this shit. So, yeah, I mean, the Diamondbacks came in. They, the Diamondbacks all year were playing the best baseball as a underdog team. And they had to, they have a great coach who just believes in each of the players. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, with the Brewers, you know, bailing out like they did, I mean, it was surprising because it was at home. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I like you said, I wasn't too surprised on that just because – they were kind of even keel all year. Yeah. They were playing in a division that was really ran. They ran away with it months ago, in my opinion. Yeah, I. There were some moments where the Cubs and Reds looked like they might yeah. challenge them, but they ended up running away with it in the end. Uh, but the thing that gets me is it was le- the thing that was surprising against the Diamondbacks was they were throwing Corbin Burns and Freddie Peralta, two of their better starting pitchers. And Corbin Burns won Cy Young, right. and both of them kind of laid an egg. They gave up like four and five runs yeah. respectively in five innings pitched, I think both. Yes. And so that was surprising to me. And so I, I think that's kind of a one-off. You have to try to anchor the rotation with them mm-hmm. still. But what stood out to me from their season this year and kind of what they apparently can't do, they couldn't hit left-handed pitching. Yeah. They, the only in the, in the season, the only um, below 500 part of their record was against the left-handed pitchers, 22 and 26. So I think that's something big they got to look at within themselves is go get – who do we need to go get to help us kind of balance out and be able to hit both sets of pitching? You're not going to face as many left-handed pitchers, but you might face a left-handed pitcher in a very important situation. Yeah, I mean, the Milwaukee Brewers, I think, are a solid team. Mm-hmm. They have a like, – they're like the Marlins ultimately. They have yeah. a solid foundation – and a few more key pieces here and there, they're not too far off from being a championship-level team. They, I mean, they could have won it this year. They were playing their best baseball in September. And like I said last show, when you play your best baseball in September, good things are going to happen. Um, and for this team, for me, for the Tampa Bay Rays, they for sure were playing their best baseball. They were they were hitting the shit on the ball. They were playing, beating teams by like 12 runs. They were putting up so many runs, like I said last show. They, in the last series, they were – they were putting up like I think it was almost forty runs mm-hmm. in a one series, but they also gave up a lot. And that's what one thing I said going into the last show is that they gave up a lot of runs right. in the last series. So going into the game, and they had their two aces in there. They had Zach Eflin and Tyler Glass. Now, what did they do? Five innings, eight hits for uh, Eflin, six hits uh, for Tyler Glass. Now. And four earned and three earned. Now, granted, Eflin in the first game with – in the first game was four runs on four errors. Right. Which you can't happen in the playoffs. No. The the second thing, I mean, they, they just need to solve this, you know, they didn't need to solve that problem in the playoffs is get their guys going. But last time I'll give them a little bit of a break. He's been out for a while. They really – he really just started getting into a groove. But, you know, I, I would have started McClanahan when well, McClanahan was out for the year. I would have started someone else. Um, but you got to go with your ace. Another point for the for the race, they need to solve this Wander Franco bullshit. He needs to get the hell off their payroll and, and get this out, take that money, retain it, and go get themselves some players. Because ultimately, they – that's – I know their season ended up being the second in the AL East. They played well, but – that put a dark cloud over their team the entire year. Yes. 
that was a huge bat leaving the lineup. That was a key person in the lineup that left. And all this surrounding between the coaches knowing and hiding and covering up and the GMs covering it up yeah. and everything, it's like, whoa, like we're trying to make the World Series run here. And you're trying and this is happens. So um they're playing great until October. And then they fall off. And that's been the MO for the Tampa Bay Rays the last five or six years. They play great. Now, granted, they went to the World Series in 2020. I know, but they play great, but they're their um, consistency is playing great until October, and then they fall right off, and, they, and you can't see them anymore. So um, they also need to remove a lot of dead weight. They got a lot of older guys that aren't performing. So that's uh, that's that's what they need to do in the offseason. A lot of dead weight that, you know, they just need to go out and get someone. Um, the good thing with the Rays is they're returning everyone. They have a very low free agency uh uh, guys going to free agency. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a team that is coming back with three starters. I think McClanahan has gone for the whole year. Do you have so. Tommy John? I believe so. I believe so he's that. done. Go get yourself a starter. Get rid of the front. But the first order of business is get rid of Franco too. Get rid of him. Separate yourself from that because that's going to haunt you. I think he's getting 16 or $17 million a year. Yeah. And they need to get rid of that. So – but they got three starters going into this team. Zach Eflin, Tyler Glass out, and Shane McClanahan. Stop playing the money ball fucking game with them. I hate that shit. I really do. When you have three guys like this who can go nine innings, throw them. Stop playing all this game and analytics shit. Let them fucking throw. So you need to let these guys go, and you can't make errors in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's just you, you did talk about the pitching kind of going dark on them near the end of the year, which was troubling in and of itself. But you can't count on the fact that the pitching, fielding, and hitting are all going to go dark on you all of a sudden in October. That's a nightmare, and that's something Well, they got into a four-spot four hole in the beginning in that in that um, um, uh, the, the Texas Rangers game. Yeah. They got that four, four runs on four errors. I watched it. I was like, holy yeah. shit, they just fell apart. Mm-hmm. So when it came down to it, I was like, um, what, what's going on here? And if I'm Eflin, I'm like, dude, I just pitch, I pitch as good as I can. I mean, Tyler Glasson had eight Ks in that game. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't know. I mean, the Rays have a lot. They're a good team. They're bringing back a lot of people. Yeah. But they need to learn to get over the October wild card home and get themselves into the next round because I think this team can go deep. And especially if they get McClanahan back last, next year, late in the year, that could be a huge addition for the pitching staff. Yeah, I anybody being able to get a guy the level of Shane McClanahan back just in time for the playoffs is going to be great. And hopefully that, you know, the arm is going to hold up and he'll be able to get some starts and to really be able to gear himself up. And that's a dangerous force. But yeah, there's a lot of decisions that have to be made. First off, I agree with you, has to be the Wander Franco deal. You have to find the way, whatever way it is to get out from under that money and be able to use it to bring in those pieces you need. You have to do because both financially, emotionally, and just morale-wise. Yeah. I mean, Jamie, our resident Rays fan, said, man, this is going to – And it did. I mean, regardless how they finished the year, they were in a really shit division, in my opinion. The AL East was really shitty. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could say they yeah. were the best division, but they weren't. They were crap. 
They weren't even close. No, they weren't. But, you know, those are our four eliminated teams. We're going to do that every single round here going throughout the playoffs, uh, just talking about what they should do in the next season, what, what can they do to get over the hump. Next series is the NLDS and the ALDS. We'll have four teams with that um, going over – what they what those teams need to do to get to the NLCS ALCS. So stay tuned to the rotation with Mike and John. We're going to be here all playoffs, World Series, uh, give and takes. Um, looking forward to some great baseball in the NLDS ALDS. I hope some for, for some game fives. I'm hoping for some better for better games. Yeah, because these games have been terrible. Anytime I turn it on, it's like ten nothing. It's like all right, I'm good. I'm going. I'm going somewhere else. But make sure you tune in. Let us know in the comments if you're a fan of these teams, what your thoughts are on that, and what you think your team has to do. We'll see you here next week. We won't be together, but we'll be on on here live. So uh, make sure you tune in with The Rotation with Mike and John. See you next week, guys.